Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club At 22, the Rangers podcast this week. The January win is due to slam shut and we have still not signed a striker yet, hopefully. Uh, I am Scott Carney, I have manfully apologies for the sound of my voice. Also, if you hear um, crying noises, it isn't my, my mind because we haven't signed a striker. My wee man's also not very well, so you uh, might be a wee bit upset as he's trying to put him to his bed. But yes, joining me tonight to battle through is Alistair Pearson. Ali, how are you? Very well. Feels weird with the Rangers during the week because we've got this mm. kind of free free week here before we play like uh, play Lamington. But we do have the transfer window slamming shut, as they do say tomorrow night. So looking forward to. It. It's obligatory that you say slamming shut as well, mate, when you're talking about the transfer window. Uh, Nicky, how's it going? Good, thank you, mate. Likewise, feels a bit weird not having a, a midweek fixture, but there's plenty going on in there to keep us busy. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Plenty to get into tonight, that's for absolute certain. Before we do, shameless plug as always, to support the pod to reach the next level, you can join the YouTube channel for as little as 99p a month. You can also buy the podcast a coffee and join the Coffee by Lenged membership via buymeacoffee.com. All the links are in the description for this podcast. But the biggest thing that you can do to support us is subscribe to the channel. It's absolutely free to subscribe to our channel. Uh, we would really appreciate that and also drop a like on any video that you watch. That would be very much appreciated. So we'll start with the weekend's game um, with a win over St Murn and Paisley. Nicky, your thoughts on the win overall on Saturday? Because obviously it was Ali and I and Jamie that brought reaction to the game after uh, full-time on Saturday. Rough viewing, wasn't it? It was pretty rough viewing. Um, to be fair, we did say, didn't we, that it, that it was going to be difficult. Um, I think we spoke uh, last Friday night about Obviously, the Hibs game, um, Hibs are, are one of the teams that we quite like playing because they'll come out and they'll, they'll kind of go at us. And I think at the time, we'd said that we we expected a kind of low block. We didn't really see that. And, and I think the conditions kind of helped into that. They obviously kind of went for it because they came they, they, they came out the block. They, they caused us problems with our, with our press, I think, constantly on Goldson and Suter. They were, they were pressing. They were, they were quite aggressive, but... The conditions were horrific, right? The wind, the park, even even looking at sideways passes from from Lundstrom to to, to Ridvan or, or Lundstrom out to Tavernier, it was the guys were having to be really really aggressive in their first touch, which just showed how bad the wind in the park was in, in terms of manipulating the ball. But um, probably probably a couple of funny decisions with Clement. I think none of us had had picked that starting eleven. I think the 
the Sterling experiment at, at left wing has has question marks all over it. But we said last Friday, didn't we, that those were two really hard fixtures. Hibs was the catch-up game. St Martin was the, the kind of follow-on. Another particularly tricky fixture. Six points. Celtic, their fans would have been looking across, expecting or hoping for a slip-up. They, on paper, had a, a very straightforward fixture at Ross County. Didn't turn out that way, but they had a very, very straightforward fixture. Potentially that wee bit of added pressure with us getting the six points with Hibs and, Ro- and, and St Murn, sorry, has just created a wee bit of a, a wee bit of anxiety over there. But we speak a lot, don't we, about um, Beal? Would would we have won that game under Beal? And I think collectively we'd, we would probably say no. It's really difficult to tell, right? We're, we're kind of talking hypothetically, but we come back to some of the stuff that we've spoken about, the mentality that Clement is, is is building. I think there was one point around 89, 90 minutes, you seen Tav very, very vocal, trying to get everybody up, getting the energy up. But again, the, the power of hindsight, they, they didn't cause as massive amounts of problems. I think there was a wee kind of bit in the box at one point where there was a shout for a handball. One of their players went down. They then hit the bar from a, a corner a few minutes later. Butland probably had it covered in honesty. So they, they didn't cause us a mass amount of problems, but it's just a scar t- tissue, isn't it? It's what we've been subject to for a couple of years. It, it's still there, but slowly they are starting to build that trust. That's a few games now where we've maybe been under the cost, not necessarily recently, but back in November, December, there's been a few games where we have been put under a bit of pressure towards the end and, and we've come through them all. Um, and, and certainly on paper, you look at our upcoming fixtures, they are favourable, um, but listen, that's on paper. We cannot get complacent. We need the same level of commitment, motivation, energy. We can't let any complacency creep in and, and we keep marching on. Uh, yeah, uh, Ali, the, the types of games Walter Smith built a career on for Rangers, really. Uh, he won his leagues many times. Look, in hindsight... Nicky is spot on that we didn't apart from the hitting the post Butlin made a few good saves I don't think he was like the the bet like a high quality save that Butland is very much capable of we were very much kind of in control but while watching it mate it's never enjoyable <laughs> no it was, it was horrible to watch to be honest Karen. I did not enjoy it in the slightest the last 20 minutes as Nicky says the scar tissue from God knows how many previous seasons we we have seen the movie before. If you want to say in terms of they always get that one chance and they score, uh, they got, as Nicky said, that couple of chances. Even the even the one that Nicky was saying they hit the bar, it was it was a half chance for me. We got lucky hitting the bar. To be honest, I agree with Nicky. Bottom would have saved it. We probably were if you look back at that game, Carney. Um, in hindsight, comfortable. Um, Rangers had a few chances as well. Increasingly, we probably should have to be honest, but. Ultimately, I don't care. I wanted six points out of six. The Hibs, I got a performance at Hibs. I was delighted, but that's what I wanted. I didn't care how I got a result against St Mirren. Give me three points and, and let's believe that this Rangers team can do something this season. And ultimately, if Rangers go on and win this title, you, you that, that that was a, a huge three points, but the performance means it doesn't matter. From now to the end of the season, Carney, I, a performance would be brilliant every week, but you're never going to get that for me. It's three points, that's what I'm looking for from the tendencies. I don't care how we play. Yeah, and I agree. I, I do absolutely agree. I think it, it literally as soon as the full-time whistle went on Saturday, my mood completely changed because I wasn't happy with some of the stuff I was seeing from Rangers. Yeah, the conditions were bad, whatever, but it's what it is as a Rangers fan. It's what you do. And as soon as we got it, the first thing I said, I said to myself was that's a massive three points we've just got there. And that's what it's all about, ticking off these games, keeping the pressure on, as Nicky said, to the other side of the city, let them know that we're just over their shoulders, we're not too far behind and they can't afford to slip up. And Nicky, you're probably right, it, it could have been a wee bit of anxiety creeped into them because um, by all reports, they were not great on um, on, on Saturday uh, against County at home and who knows, who knows, but that's what it's all about. It's letting them know that this time round, we won't feel when the chance comes our way. We won't feel that to get to, to close the gap, to put a wee bit of pressure on. And I think that's very much a mentality thing that um, Clement is building. So, no, delighted with the three points, that's for sure. We will see better games. But it's always a fucking weird place to go 
Paisley, it really is. It's always very, very strange. Um, the man of the moment, um, Ali, I'll come back to you, Dessers. Look, all joking aside, but Dessers, right, you can't deny the difference that we're seeing in him under Clement compared to what it was with Bill. He looks far more up for it. He looks fitter. He looks sharper. He's, he's scoring more goals. He's contributing to the team. The the guy who scored us a winning goal again on Saturday, and it's a very well taken goal. He said himself that he's grown in confidence, and look, I don't think he's a long term solution. I'll still stand by that. I still think that there is frustrating issues there with him, um, and due to the age he is, I don't really see them getting kind of pulled out his game. If that makes sense, he might get better slightly, but he's not going to make a radical change. If that makes sense, but Dessers right now, mate, is he's doing the business when he's getting asked to. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to, because he's, he's the only real striker, if you want to say, who we've got. I know Silva can play there, but I still don't think he's an out-and-out out striker. But he's hitting form at the right time for me, Carney. Um, when we need him, as, I say, as we say, um, Jamie going on about his 10 goals that he's going to get between now and the end of the season. He'll get the 10 goals. The amount of games we've got coming up, he'll probably get more than 10 goals. But that's, what's that, 3-3 three and three now he's, he's scored now? And the one against St Murn was important, Carney, because... We've said to him he kind of lacks composure a lot of the time and he was composed there. Took it around the goalkeeper and put it in the back of the net. Um, but yeah, we'll have to rely on him. And to be honest, Gary, when we knew Dessers was starting at the weekend, none of us kind of looked at each other and went, oh, for Christ's sake, Dessers is playing. We were getting, the Rangers support are, are getting behind Dessers now. There was a there was a period at the start of the season where he went through a wee purple patch and, the, and the, you could feel the support get behind him and he just fell away and he's back in this purple patch. But he needs to keep it going. But the support are right behind him at the moment. Um, and for me, oh, well, come on, tell us he loves the weekend, but he starts He starts for Saturday for me. I know you want Silva and you want to get him goals, but Dessers, for me, he deserves his position in the team at the moment. And I hope he gets those 10 goals Jamie's asking for, plus a few more. Yeah, look, Nicky, I mean, Rangers fans have made up a song about him now, which is great, it really is, and it's going to add to his confidence as well, he'll start to feel more part of things, and that's important, no matter what now, um, what happens in the window, and we will come on to the rest of the window, no matter what, Dessers is going to play a part this season, there's absolutely zero doubt about it, we've got Danilo, who's probably not going to kick a ball for the rest of this season, maybe towards the end of the season, Kamar Roof, who knows, literally, who knows where Kamal Roof is and what doing and what's, what kind of um, status he is, what kind of fitness his levels are at, we, we don't know. But for Dessers to just keep building on what he's doing, building on um, the, the work that Clement's obviously asking him to do, doing the, the jobs that he's going to ask to do, and I think it's, again, another one of those things that Clement is making his job, and by that I mean Dessers' job, easy, because he's going, this is where I want you to be and this is what I want you to be doing, this is the run that I want you to make this is all working, it's all working and look as well, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I think he's the, the next the next best thing or anything like that because I still have my doubts and I still, I've got egg on my face slightly because of what I said about him previously, but I always want these players to prove me wrong and I always say that I always want these players to prove me wrong and right now with Dessa stats I'm going, hmm, you're starting to prove me wrong yeah, I think, uh, listen, no no Rangers fan wants to boo their own players, right? Because it says that we have got something horribly wrong, if, if that's the case. Um, but you make a really good point. I think um, a lot of the players are very vocal about Clement and how he simplified things, and and that's maybe what, what's happening with Essers. But, listen, the, the guy is an absolute enigma, right? There should be studies on, on, on people like these, right? That Those 10 minutes at the Hibs game, right? The, the unbelievable finish, where, to be honest, he, as, as he takes the ball in at Hibs and he starts going across the box, you're all sitting thinking, where the hell are you going? To, before he reverses it into the corner, and then, as I say, 10 minutes later, he then melts one right into the keeper when, he, when he's one-on-one. Um, he, he's probably been quite fortunate to a degree, in, in regards, because of the situation with Danilo, because of the situation with Ruth, he is fortunate in that he's getting lots of minutes, but there's also almost a bit of patience, I think, with Rangers fans, because there is no alternative, right? I know Fabio Silva's come in, but there isn't really an alternative. Um, and, and so naturally, I think we are being a wee bit, um, a wee bit patient with them, but to, to your point, the, the improvement under Clement is is night and day. We, again, we spoke about this 
last week and his man management and how he's brought on individual players. And I think it was Joshua Barry, actually. I seen he put a kind of visual on Twitter and it was the kind of pre-Clement and then post-Clement. I get that these are visuals, right? And there's a bit of an eye test as well. But to your point, when you the eye test is strong as well, right? He looks far fitter, far sharper. You look at his numbers, but... The, the the difference in the differential under Clement was 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 night and day and, and and I think Ali made a brilliant point as well. There was nobody that when he was in the starting lineup on on Saturday there that went, oh shit, it's Dessers up front. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was quite happy it was Dessers. Although I I'd, I'd said I thought Silva would have played, I I was actually quite happy. And I think and in hindsight, it was the right choice. I think. Listen, three four years down the line. When we think back to this transfer window or this season, whatever happens, whether we look at Dessers and go, do you know what, we paid three, three and a half million and he was a decent signing, or do you know what, we paid three, three and a half million for Dessers and he was a top quality signing for us, I think it'll come down to these big moments that we speak about, right? We had a brilliant session on Steve Davis and how he's delivered on these big moments and probably to be a wee bit harsh on Dessers, I think he has let us down in the big moments up until now. You think about maybe the the run in some of the the, the League Cup, some the of these performances firm. in Europe, Betis aside, yeah. the old firm game is obviously the one that, that kind of sticks. He has kind of let us down in some of those those big moments. And I think that's the, the, the thing that will differentiate people saying, do you know what, he was decent versus, do you know what, he, he was top drawer because he delivered in big moments. But... To flip that round, right, and, and to give him a, a bit of positive, his, his attitude's spot on. He misses chances, but his attitude is spot on. He's took a lot of slack from Rangers fans as well over the period when he's been kind of sarcastically jeered coming off, etc. His attitude's been absolutely brilliant. He never hides. He works his arse off. And he, he tends to just get more chances, which suggests he's getting the right position. But... It kind of comes back to that trust thing again, right? We speak about the scar tissue and how we build trust. The way Dessers will build trust with these fans is to deliver in big moments. And Betis aside, that was another really big moment against St Martin. As you said, he won us the game, right? Without him playing, without his goal, we, we probably don't win that game. So that was that's just a, a way to turn the tide. And like you guys, I, ho- I hope he continues. Because we all Absolutely. want to see him doing well. We all want to see him do well. That's the thing. I want to see him succeed. I want to be completely wrong about him. I do. I really do. But uh, he's definitely going to play moments. And right now, he seems to have turned a wee bit of a corner. And long may it continue. Ali, the Sterling, Sterling experiment will break that down a wee bit further because I think I was just on the post-match going, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't want to see that again. I, I don't. I, I'm all for a utility player. I really am. I'm all for a player that can play numerous positions but a, a player that's making we signed we thinking he was playing either left back right back could play as a centre half worked his way into kind of centre mid to play in the kind of six role if you like six eight role uh, if you like I don't know many players that can play right back the six and the eight and left wing there's not many players that I know that can do that and I think there's a reason for it I get why Clement tried it don't get me wrong I think based on the the, the Pitch conditions, the, the the weather forecast as well. I thought he might be thinking more that he'll pick up balls in the final third when things break down. He'll be a good player to win the ball high up the park. I get that side of it, but for me, it was just a wee step too far. Yeah, I don't think we'll see that again. I think Clement to himself will be saying, I've tried that. Ultimately, it didn't cost us anything because we won the no. game, but it's... Um, I think we could all see Carney as fans that it wasn't working. I it nullified um, poor Gilmaz as well to a point. I didn't think he had a guy really link up down that side. Like he says, Sterling is a is a right back who's found himself in central midfield who looks good in there to be honest. And then he's obviously thought he's looked good there. Will we try him out in the left? And it's <laughs> it's, it's not worked. It's no. not worked. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think we'll see that going forward, but. He's had to play him there, Carney, because he obviously doesn't trust some other players to play there. So he said, we'll, we'll, we'll put Sterling out there. I think he thought St Mirren would be a bit of a stodgy team in terms of the way they would sit in. And they didn't sit in at all. St Mirren, I thought they came in press rangers. So, yeah, for me, no, nah, I don't want to see that again, Phil. Please, <laughs> I trust you, Phil. When I seen it, I was like, 
if that was Michael Beale, you'd be flinging your toys at the pram. But with Clement, <laughs> you're going, right, well, well, we trust him. We trust Clement because he's earned trust to us. But uh, going forward, no, not for me. No, very much not for me. Nicky, I, I think it comes down to something that Clement had said during the game or after the game even. When at halftime, I think we would all have been making a call to bring Sterling off, put a winger on, give us a bit more width. And he didn't. He took Cantwell off and he left Sterling on, which I think speaks maybe volumes for the kind of person that Sterling is. I get the impression he's like, you just give me a jersey and I'll play whatever you want me to play. It doesn't really matter. I just want to play football. And that's a mentality thing. And Clement classed it as winners. We don't need fancy footballers in days like this. We need winners. And I thought, well, you know what? That can understand your choice selection even more than that. Because Sterling's mentality... He must have been kind of baffled when the manager was like, "Look, I'm going to pl- I'm going to put you out in the wing." <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> but oh, right, okay, no problem. I'll do the job. But it was just a wee step too far. But I'm taking nothing away from Sterling because the the boy is impressive and he does just want to do the best for the team. Clearly, yeah, we're all, we're almost getting a bit cocky, aren't we? Because it's like wherever we stick him, he seems to do quite well. And it's like, yeah. where can we go? Else could we try him? We'll maybe see him up front at the weekend and see if we can play the number nine. But we're, we're almost getting a bit cocky with them. But yeah, likewise, I think um, that that was one of those days, right? You hear it even when you're a, a young boy playing football, right? It's one of those days that you just need to roll up the sleeves. And, and Sterling is, is probably epitomises that in terms of just rolling up the sleeves, working very, very hard. It gives you that defensive option. But yeah, I think... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Uh, we spoke last week when Diamondi was coming in about the center mid. I think we all agreed that probably Sterling's traits as a centre-mid are more in the defensive side as opposed to the attacking. So breaking up play, retaining the ball, keeping possession, playing it onto, let's face it, more creative more creative footballers in the team. So, yeah, to put to put him left left wing um, and, and try and see how he does, how his one-on-one ability is at, at kind of running by full-backs, etc., was... Was a bit strange. I, th- I think for for me, Sterling. I think we need to almost we almost need to decide what is his best position and stick with it because we're in danger of Sterling becoming that kind of utility man that that just gets thrown into the team whenever we've got a gap or whatever we've got a problem. And you don't really want that from him. You you want him to nail down a spot. So I, I personally, I, I can't see him being a fullback in this team. And the reason I say that is I think we're so dominant on the ball and we're so attacking in 90% of our games. Again, you come back to Sterling. He's more defensive. I don't think he gives you the output that a James Tavernier or a Yilmaz or or Hefty or whoever comes in will give you. So I do think the six is perfect for him. Maybe as as that kind of longer term replacement for for the likes of Jack, who we, we, we all expect to kind of leave in the summer. But... We need to, I think we do need to nail that down and agree what is Sterling's position. Hopefully that's been communicated with him and then it's up for him to fight for that place. And if it is the six, then it's down to him to say, right, between me, Lundstrom, Jack, how, how am I going to get the jersey and how am I going to keep it as opposed to just kind of moving them about? Because that's what you don't want, right? They're, they're very helpful in teams to have people that can do that, the kind of multiple role, but he himself, I think, will want to nail down a specific role and I think really concentrate on that. 
Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So I, I wasn't really a criticism of Sterling. I don't think, and there's there's no way I'm criticising him. He's only doing what's being asked of him. It was just one of those things that I thought I'm not really keen on seeing that again. Uh, but we'll 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 see if Clement decides to do it. But look, a solid three points for Rangers, and all we wanted was six points from them. Two tough away ties, and we got it. So we can't really ask much more than that. Performance maybe not great, but a lot of contributing factors. We wasn't going to make it a classic game, but it was. It was D9 that got us there in the end. We'll move on now to the, the transfer um, the transfer windows. Uh, to add to the signing of Silva and Diomande, this window Rangers are expecting the arrival of Colombian winger Oscar Cortes on an initial loan deal and Rangers will have an option to buy in the summer uh, for an undisclosed fee so far anyway. We've not been we've not been told what that fee will be. It might come out in the wash. Ali, I'm not expecting any of us to be experts on him. That's for that's for sure. Uh, but first of all, before I come on to you, probably another point is what's your initial thoughts of on this? Never heard of him. <laughs> I think <laughs> we were talking before we came on and all the guys we've signed, never heard of him, if I'm being honest. Silva, I, yeah, I heard of him at Wolves before, but just his name, really. That that was a bit to be, about it, to be honest. But um, yeah, he's, he's twenty years. He, he fits his profile, if you want to say again. Carney of a guy that was a a big talent from where he was coming from. Went to his lawns he's at, at the moment. Hasn't yeah. really hit it there. He's been injured there too. So yeah, if he could come to come to Rangers at the age of twenty and we could get a tune out of him and uh, sign him, hopefully in the summer, and then he plays a year, whatever it is, eighteen months with Rangers, and then you punt him. That's that's the model we're especially with Diamondi coming, that's the model we're, we're doing with him. So yeah, it makes sense. He can I seen he can play on the right hand side. Um although some people have said he has played on the left hand side, so it'll be interesting to see where he plays. But screaming out we need somebody on the right hand side, Carney, for me. McCausland, I think, has been really good there. He's he has been good, but we need somebody there up his arse. Because Scott Wright, the weekend came in and showed why Scott Wright isn't a starter for Rangers. I thought Scott yeah. Wright was Poor at the weekend. Um, Scott Wright's an impact player for me. We've seen it. I think he's really good off the bench. Scott at Hamden, at Hamden, and only Hamden. He's, yes. he's good. At, he is good at Ibrox as well. When teams are flagging with twenty minutes to go, he's a perfect guy to bring on. But every time he starts for Rangers, Carney, mostly the mostly he's been really poor. And I thought he was again at the weekend. And that's why for me we need somebody on the right hand side. So yeah, again, YouTube videos make the guy look. Fantastic, but we'll wait to see him in the flesh here. But I, he's, he's sounds apart, can't he? But until I see him with more eyes, I'll, I'll judge him then. Um, I'll try not to judge him after one game, but I'll give him a wee. No, you'll try, yeah, you'll try. Obviously, on Twitter, there was a, a rumor that he got a, a bit of a knock, a knee knock in November, which immediately puts the fear right up me because, oh, an injury, an, an injury prone player, Rangers go, cool, we'll sign him, we'll, we'll definitely sign him because we'll be able to keep him fit. Which maybe under Clement that'll be the case, I don't know, maybe we will be able to do something with the medical team being overhauled and whatever else in the way we're, we're looking after our players. But Nicky, um, Ali made the point there about the right-hand side. Um, I can't remember what podcast I heard this on, and I apologise because I always like to give credit for it, but it kind of dawned on me that he has been playing on the left as well, and we don't have Seema there anymore. And I'm like, maybe this is more of a an aim to replace Seema, because I think he's probably done for the rest of the season, but on all reports, it doesn't look like it's going to be quick, he's not going to really have a real impact left in the rest of the season for us, and I would be shocked if Rangers put out the money that would be required to keep him here. Um, you never know, of course, you never know, that would be one for the summer, obviously, but do you see this as more as a competition for McCausland, or a kind of rotation with McCausland, or do you think this is more the left-hand side that we're trying to address? Again, similar to Ali, I can't claim to know much about him. I'm only basing it on kind of what I've read over the last couple of days. It, it does sound as though he, he can play both sides. He is right-footed, so it, it it really depends on what Clement wants tactically. I know McCausland's right-footed as well, but what, what is he looking for from his wingers? Is he looking for the kind of inverted winger that is expected to come inside and, and influence from that? Or is he looking for somebody who is, is going to go down the outside to the byline and kind of cut it back? I think, I would agree, I think the transfer strategy looks refreshing. 
Um, the, a 22-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 20-year-old look as if they're, they're all going to come in the, the door. Um, so it, it does look refreshing compared to our let's pick up a, a kind of off-form injured player from the Championship that's going to demand really high wages. But I, I would also agree with, with Ali. I think McCausland... It's, it's a bit unfair on McCausland, to be perfectly honest, for, a, a, what is he, 19, 20 years old, to ask him to play that amount under the expectation that you need to win every single week. In an ideal world, we have a solid right wing already, and, and McCausland is the understudy, who can come in, play games at Ibrox, come off the bench when we're winning, and kind of bed him in. But don't get me wrong, he, he's done fantastically well. I've, I've, I've got very little complaints about McCausland. Um, but it is a bit unfair to, to to ask that much and to have that amount of pressure on a boy who who is only twenty years old. But yeah, at, at, at the minute, I, I think it, it's one of the ones where I, I expect them to be able to play across both sides. I think looking at his videos and reading reports, he, he sounds as though he's very fast. But I think the the key point for me is. They all claimed him to be very, very technical, intricate, giving goes, plays one twos, which I think is what we need. When you think again about the ninety percent of the games that we play, where teams are parked in their own half, you need players who are going to be able, to, who are creative, technical, and are going to be able to break that down. This is what baffles me about signing guys like Matondo, who punt the ball twenty yards and just use their speed. There's no space to do that sort of stuff. Sakala yeah. was the same. I know Sakala's numbers were decent, but yeah, it is refreshing to see somebody come in who, again, when you watch a lot of these clips, it's all intricate. It's one-twos, playing in tight spaces, keeping the ball and, and breaking teams down that way. So I think, again, whilst we were arguing about you don't want Sterling to be too versatile, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world to have a winger who can do right and left, given the situation we have Dallas Seymour. Yes, yeah, I think that's more so, and it kind of opened my eyes to the the signing even more. Where I thought, God, I didn't. You kind of forgot that Seema was injured. If that made sense, and I was like, Oh, we're, we're going to need. We are going to need cover there. And now, obviously, I know Scott Wright is going to still get asked to contribute at some points this season. I would expect him, Matondo, McCausland, then now Cortez as well. You're like, right, well, that's like they're all going to be kind of in the changes. Maybe not McCausland as much because he's very much a right winger. He might develop into playing on the other side as well. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see this sign. And more so, I'm 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 kind of impressed by Klopp, um, Kloppen and Clement. They they've kind of changed our transfer strategy in one window, and I think they have to be commended for that. They have to be commended for the players that they are attracting to the club in terms of it fits the bill, it fits it fits the player trading that we're trying to build, it, it fits the model. So. And one window and one kind of fail swoop and, and the, obviously the signings we're about to come in, on and talk about, uh, they're doing things the correct way for me. Obviously, these players need to come here and make an impact and we need to make profit on them, of course. But under Clement, I, I believe that every player's really got a chance to succeed under him because he seems very good in ways he's kind of manage, management and how he wants to develop players. Um, Rangers have also been linked with Hefty Jefty, I don't know what how it's either Jefty or Hefty, I've got no idea what way his name is. Uh, but apparently there is a mild complication in that deal, but it is still very much um one that the club want to get over the line. Um Ali, do you expect Redvan to be here at the end of the window? Um with this signing looking imminent as well. Strong links with Redvan going to Galatasaray. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's a fifty fifty for me, Carney, but if Galatasaray come in with a figure <clears throat> Rangers want, he'll go. Um, and it's a pity because if somebody had told me six weeks ago we were selling your match to Galatasaray, I, would have, I wouldn't have really bad an eyelid, to be honest about it. But he's come in the team and he's been very good. He's, I'd say he's been in our top three players for the last, since he's been in the team, Carney, for me. He's always in amongst that man of the match. If you, When you're looking to pick somebody, I think he's been very good. Um it's just typical. <laughs> he starts to play well, and but you you, you look around the team, can not give many assets. I know we're look, talking about boys bringing him in here, but he's an asset. He's um, highly sought after in Turkey as well, where he's from. So uh, if Galatasaray come in with roundabout what Rangers are looking for, he'll go for me, Carney. And unfortunately, and I know Ryan will hate us. This, this is why he's not on tonight. But 
It'll be born about it'll be born Barisic for this guy's backup unless he is good enough to slot in. I, I don't know, but it'll be very interesting tomorrow night. Very interesting with it. Nicky just a bit logged off there as well when you said it was born a Barisic mate that was going to play for the rest of the season. Uh, it's not tomorrow night, it's um, Thursday night, is it not? I'm sure it's the first. I could be wrong. I'm sure that is the first, it is, isn't it? No, yes, it's the first. Why, why, why we don't make things easy? <laughs> easy in Scotland. Month, you'll never know, but hey You'll never know. Uh, yes, it is the first, yes. Um, Nicky, um, Ali is spot on. That is the reason Ryan isn't on tonight, because he's seen the agenda and he knew we were going to have this conversation. So right now he is lying and lying at, at home on the couch, cuddling his, his uh, red van cutout. But look, I don't... <sighs> The, 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 the rumours are not going away. Rangers apparently rejected an offer of about €3 million Euros for Red Van. Look, we are looking for closer to €5 million, Euros, which would make sense to me. Uh, I don't think Red Van's desperate to leave, but he's not opposed to leaving either, if that makes sense. And I think there's strong links, obviously, from being Turkish to going to Qatar. Right? All of it seems to kind of fall into place, especially with Rangers going out and signing this boy for it looks like only kind of half a million, the, the outlay it will be to get him in. And... If one of the two of them are going to go, I, th- I still think Barisic is going to go to the end of the season. Don't get me wrong. I would be shocked if Barisic get offers a new contract. But if right now, it looks like Yilmaz is the one that's closer to, to leaving. Yeah, unfortunate. And again, we we spoke about this briefly. Um, there's either Yilmaz leaves, Borna leaves, or, or actually nobody leaves. I think the latter is, is probably the least likely. I, I do expect somebody to probably go out the window, out the door, sorry. Um don't get me wrong, we've obviously done quite a bit of business, right? Probably more so than, than what I expected us to do in this window, if I'm totally honest. I, I don't think there's a massive outlay right now. I mean, Diamondi is, is big figures, but from what I'm led to believe, it, it's a loan with an obligation to buy. So the four and a half million quid or whatever it is, it isn't technically due until summer. For me, if I was copping Clement, whoever's dealing with the Red Van situation... I'd, I'd be saying you're going nowhere because I need you for the next three or four months if we are serious about competing on three fronts that we've got left. Um, I don't I don't see why we're under pressure to sell him right now. He has three and a half years left on his contract. We will still be in a very, very strong position in the summer, p- potentially even stronger position because he could then have the evidence of four or five months under his belt where he's performed very, very well. And, and, and you never know. That may then attract suitors from the Bundesliga, France, Holland, wherever, when we think about the kind of big five leagues. The one thing I did read or or listen to today, and again, similarly, I can't remember where I read it, I'd actually heard that Ridvan isn't too keen on going back to Turkey. And I do wonder if that might be a bit of a stumbling block because Galatasaray seems to be the main name that's kind of been thrown about at the minute. I do wonder, is he maybe preferably going to La Liga or Bundesliga or something like that? And and, and, and in my mind, if I'm Clement or Coppin or whoever's dealing, as I say, with that situation, if that's where he wants to go to, then we we can help you do that. Give us another three or four months. Nobody's going to stand in your way. And I think we could demand a higher fee in the summer as well if he has another three or four good months under his belt. But... There's, there, there is a lot of noise, and that does worry me a wee bit that, that maybe something will happen. Ali made a brilliant point. He is only one of the sellable assets in the squad at the minute. And if his stock is at a decent level just now, then, then maybe we need to take it. But Galatasaray have got a cheek. They've just sold a fullback to Bayern Munich for, I'm pretty sure it was about 30-odd million, right? So they're not short of cash. So cough up the extra two million if you want them, and we'll we'll, we'll, speak, we'll do business with you then potentially. Yeah, yeah, we'll do business then. Look, and you're right. I think that it could be down. Maybe Clement just doesn't fancy him. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe you're going to get that when a new manager comes in. Maybe we don't know. He's not going to come out and say that and fling the player under the bus and pretty much say, I'm not going to play him because I don't like him kind of thing. But it could be that as well. It might not be in his footballing philosophy that Yilmaz is the player that he wants kind of structured for that position. Um, but as I say, we don't know. But it does look likely that um, Yilmaz will be, or Yilmaz will go should, uh, should, should all the pieces fall into place. 
he would look like the most likely. Talking about sellable assets, uh, just before we came on air, it was confirmed by Chris Jack that Rangers have rejected a bid from Nottingham Forest uh, for Super Jack Butland in goal, uh, with the board apparently saying they will not entertain offers for him in this window. Ali, there is no chance Rangers can sell Butland. I am 100% not. It's not happening, especially not in this window. However, it also gives me a wee bit of sadness because I know he's not going to be here very long because he's 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 good. He is really good. But interested to hear what Forrest would have bid. But see, unless it's ridiculous money, especially in this window, and ridiculous, I'm probably talking about £20 million plus in this window, um, Butlin's not going anywhere, thankfully. Yeah, I'd love to know what the fee was. Yeah. I'd, I'd imagine they would have tested about eight, eight, nine million, something like that. They would have probably attested. I yeah, think. I'd, I'd love to know. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm surprised nobody else has come in for Jack Butland Carney. If there's only one team that's come in for him, the guy for me, I, I, I know teams will look at it and go, ah, he's playing Scotland, but he is playing in Europe as well. But the guy for me is, he's too good. He's too good for a league Carney. He really is. He's a fantastic goalkeeper. And as you say, we we will we will lose him. Maybe in the summer, mate. Well, I hope not. Maybe later on, but we will. If a team comes in with a big, everyone's got a, a price tag. Can we run about Yilmaz? But everybody has a price tag. I think if we have a if we have a successful season this season, I can't well, see him here past well, the summer. Maybe he'd, he'd maybe want a crack at the Champions League and stuff. Yeah. But I everyone, suppose everyone has a, everyone has a price tag. If somebody comes in with a ridiculous offer for Jack Bolland, you'll go, can't they? That's that's what Rangers need to do. I think Clement's alluded to this in terms of how we've not done this in previous seasons. But I mean, I hope I hope Jack Butlin's with us for a long time. But um, if Rangers are serious this season about doing anything in the league, Scottish Cup and the Europa League, can he sell that guy? Can he? He's massive for Rangers, not just uh, for being in goals, but for the the backline, everything. It's just everything. It, his his confidence, I think, just bleeds through the team at the moment. Um, he's a role model on and off the park, can he's one of the leaders as well. So, for me, not in Forest, you can offer. <laughs> I know I was about to say you can offer what you want because there is a price tag, but I'll, I'll be intrigued to see what it is. But no, he doesn't go in this window for me, can he? If somebody wants to find a stupid offer in the summer, you could look at it, but not now. No, not now. Thankfully, not now. Uh, Nicky, I commend the board for actually come out and saying hands off, it's an old fashioned, he's not for sale, no matter what you're going to offer and I think they're quite right, Butland is if we've got any hopes for the rest of this season Butland is crucial to that Back off Ross Wilson, you horrible <laughs> wee man is what I would say um, Yeah again, I think I think we're in a, a strong position with Butland I know there was a bit of Anxiety a, a few weeks ago. I think we spoke pre coming on here about was it maybe Ali McCoyst had made a, a comment about tying Butlin down because he'd only signed a two year deal. I think it was rubbish quickly after it was a, a four year deal. So, similar to Yilmaz, I think we're in a really strong position. Nottingham Forest will still have very big pockets in the summer. So, if they want them, come back then and we'll speak to them because, likewise, similar to the Yilmaz situation. If we are serious about competing for this league title, Scottish Cup, and, and going further than we are already in, in the Europa League, Jack Butland is, is pivotal to that. And I would agree with Ali. I think he's a he's a massive pre- presence in this team. We we talk a lot about the scar tissue, right? I've, there was a period there, right? Every time Rangers conceded a corner, conceded a free kick in and around the box, you thought, oh, here we go. Right, Jack Jack Butland has made a massive. I think he's probably the biggest factor in changing that. The amount of times he comes out, collects the ball, punches the ball, makes big saves, takes the pressure off, is is massive for us in, in building that trust across the back line again. And and likewise, you hear that he's he's a leader in the dressing room as well. A lot of people look up to him. He speaks very very well. I think he likes it here, and and I think Jack Butland himself would go. Do you know what? We, we've got a right crack at going for a league title here. We could take another cup, and, and, and I want another crack at the Europa League, right? We've got we've got a decent... Uh, we'll, we'll see, obviously, um, who, who we draw, but 
we, we, you just don't know. He, he'll be looking at two years ago and going, oh, I kind of want a part of that, right? Getting to quarter-final, semi-final, final, probably dreaming here, right? But um, <laughs> he, he'll, he'll want a part of that. So I think Jack Butland himself would be saying, do you know what? Come and speak to me in the summer. I've got I've got business that that's unfinished here at Rangers at the minute, and then depending on what I achieve, we we can have a conversation then again. Andy is incredibly handsome. He really is. For yes. a, a, he's incredibly handsome. So no hands off, hands off, big sexy. He's absolutely going nowhere for now, um, which is really good for all Rangers fans. I think I don't know one person that's got a complaint about Jack Bond. He's been a a roaring success of a signing. He really has, and thankfully the board are not for not for doing business in this window. Anyway, we'll see what happens in the future. Before we finish up, I'm going to steal Nicky's question that he put into the the WhatsApp group to, earlier on today. Um, and I am interested in knowing if you would be happy, assuming the deals that we've spoke about just there, Hefty, Jeffy, and um, uh, Cortez, they go through. Now, obviously, that adds to Diamonde and um, Silva being added in this window. Ali, I'll ask you first. If we don't sign a striker, are we giving ourselves more of an uphill battle in order to hopefully get anything from this season and would you be happy if we finish the window with a four signing should they go over the line? Hmm. Oh, it's difficult. Um, the, the signings that have come in, there's a few Sorry, curveballs. There's a few, curve, there's a few curveballs in there. Um, Carney have some signs I didn't expect and I'm happy. Well, I need to see them in the flesh, but from what I've seen, I'm happy. But for me, Carney, if we want to be serious, but we're, we're fighting in three fronts here. If Dessers get injured, if Silva, and Silva for me is not an out and outside, he gets injured, we're up shit creek. You know what happened when we got to the Europa League final two seasons ago, Carney? Didn't he have a striker? Um, I'm not saying we're getting to Europa League final this year. I hope we do. But um, mm-hmm. for me, we need to bring a striker in this window, Carney, um, to give us to give us something to, to to fight in the three fronts for me. I mean, we might not bring anyone at EE. It's if, if buts and maybes. I mean, if we don't bring anyone in, we can still go on and win the league. We can still do well in the Cup, Carney. But for me, it's a lot of games coming up and got to bring a striker in. I know we talk about Shankland. Apparently, Hearts have given them till tomorrow to basically say, are you taking this deal or not? So it'll be interesting what happens there. But I'd like to think, as we spoke offline, Rangers Hill have a couple of other guys in the background. Even if we bring a gas striker in and loan, Carney, um, just to help us for numbers, I'd be looking at that because you've got the Euros coming up as well. There'll be guys looking to play games, so there'll be guys out there for me. So we need to bring a striker in. So for your question, it's a, I, we need to bring a striker in. I wouldn't be happy if we didn't bring a striker in. You're on mute. I was on mute, yeah. I said, you got there. You did eventually get there. I thought you were just going to leave it as, like, we need to bring a striker and not give an answer. I would tend to agree with you, though. Know, I think I'm in the same boat. I think Rangers really need a striker one way or another. Whether it be Shanklin or not, I don't know. Whether it's going to be another loan to buy, whatever it has to be, but I still believe. Come on, said Rangers are going to be busy right up to the close of this window, the slamming shot of this window. So I would expect Rangers still to do more business, but you never know. It might not happen. And I was thinking, I just when Nicky asked the question earlier, I was like, would I be happy? I think I would be a bit disappointed if we don't bring in a striker because I think it will hamper, hamper, hamper us going forward. Nicky, answer your own question, mate, to finish up. It, it, it's a really difficult one because, again, on paper, if somebody says to me at the end of December that we will bring in four bodies, I'd have been like, Jesus Christ, really? Because I, oh. I was expect, being totally honest, I was expecting two maybe three at an absolute push. Um, as I say, it, it's really refreshing to see the boys that are coming in. Likewise, we'll, we've only seen them on paper and, and kind of YouTube videos, so the proof will be in the pudding when they when they come in and, and, and they need to hit the ground running. But like Ali, I, I think, um, and you, yourself as well, Scott, I think we do need a striker. I think that, and it, and it is really, really difficult because I get that when you look, Whoever's running the commercials at Ibrooks, when when you look across our squad, Dessers, Danilo, uh, Ruth, Abdallah Sima, who can kind of play that role, Fabio Silva, who again is a you've got five players there, all on big wages. We've been really, really unfortunate with 
the Abdallah Sima and Danilo situation. Everybody knows what you get with Roof, right? We've kind of experienced it for three years now that he, he plays 10 games a season, but you've got five boys there pulling in big wages. How can you justify bringing another striker? But as I say, if, if we're serious about competing on three fronts and, and we want to have a real go at the title, which, let's face it, is the key thing that we want to achieve this season is, is winning the title, right? Everything else would be great, but winning the title is a key thing. I think a striker is, is needed to just put away the chances that we create in the vast majority of games. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I think most would agree. I think we all entered this window as fans, hoping that we would see the signing of a striker, especially with Danilo's injury uh, and well, the way Dessers was at the time. I know he is improving, but I still think it's critical for Rangers to get something online. And I would imagine one way or another there will be a striker brought in um, in what form that will be or who that will be will remain to be seen. But leaving it late, lads, we're leaving it late. It's, it's always a bit squeaky bum time, isn't it? Leaving it this late. Um, that will do us for tonight. So, Alice, Thank you very much for joining me. No problem. And I'll look forward to the tweet by Rangers by saying, don't go to your bed yet. I think the <laughs> yes, last time they did that was when Casper Kent and Ryan Kent were creeping about Ibrox and the that was a, a, a fantastic a night. night. So if Rangers could recreate something like that and then a striker appears, um, that'll do for me, Carney, and that will be um, a very good transfer window for me. But no, I'm looking forward to see what happens and getting back to Ibrox on Saturday. Either that will say don't go to bed yet because then they'll release that. Everybody gets a box of conflicts for a pound because we've joined partnership with <laughs> Kellogg's. Um, Nicky, thanks very much, mate. Thank you. Um, to to steal Ali's point earlier on, Hearts have given Shankland apparently until tomorrow night. So I think it will be a, a very good indicator if Hearts do not put out a tweet tomorrow to say we are delighted to say that Lauren Shankland has signed a, a new deal or an extension, then <laughs> hopefully it's game on. But again, on paper, if we can get the four over the line and Shankland, I, I'd be delighted with this transfer window. And I think we've, we've, we've certainly pushed the boat out, I think, then to, to go for it. Absolutely. Um, so tomorrow, keep your eyes peeled uh, on the channel. There'll be something a little bit different for the pod, but very much worth tuning in for. We're all very much looking forward to tomorrow, so you can tune in and see what that's all going to be about. We'll also be back on Friday with Club Live as we look ahead to the game versus Livingston on Saturday at Ibrox. Uh, thanks to the guys for joining me. As I say, we'll be back later in the week, but do tune in tomorrow. Uh, there'll be something a little extra special for everyone. Uh, we will speak to you then. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Podcast. Cheers, everybody. Sports Social Podcast Network.